That ain't no Teddy Nope. Yeah, I did Pawn Tricks. Episode Three songs, that's right. Episode 125, August 6, 2020, Three Songs Podcast. Mike Hogan here, Bob Nastanovich there, Bob. Hey, it's Bob, yeah. It's been it's I'm, been a I'm while. I'm suitably refreshed tonight, you're, suitably you're, refreshed. You were a little overly refreshed in the last show. You're yeah, s- I'm, I made a right Horlicks of the last show, <laughs> as they say. It's okay. You had you had reason. Yeah. You you had, for those who have listened to the last show, I think it's, it's worth mentioning. I right? stumbled over the first and the last. Well, so you were coming into that show having sorry no let's make no explanations of anything well just move on just okay. move on all right that's that's, that's better you know I, there's no excuses for anything i'm not making an excuse i'm i'm also using the calendar to kind of mention um well first first things first actually you know what today is do you remember when we august did, 6th that's right when we did the we, sh- we did the show with uh, our buddy eric bartlam and before the show you talked to his son blake Fantastic kid! Is it his birthday? It is his birthday. The Blakester, yeah. I need, I need Eric's mailing address. Uh, will, Eric, if you're listening, um, send me your mailing address. So I can send Blake a Brokers Tip T-shirt. Ah, uh, there you go. So happy birthday, yeah. Blake! He's turning the big one too. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, the big one too. How old is Teddy now? Seven or eight? He's seven. Um, We're talking about the super group right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, yeah. So fighting for the lead singer role, yeah. Blake and Teddy. Teddy, Teddy you know, we need, we know like, what we need from Eric is we need a Blake three songs podcast intro. Sure, sure, yeah, sure. I'll, 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 I think I'll, I think that Eric mentioned that he played a little music, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, come on, boys. We you can, know, give us a give us a new intro. We've only have the two. You're gonna make him earn that uh, broker's tip. We got the Jack you? intro. We got the Teddy intro. You could use yeah. the old Mississippi intro, a little blues feel to it. Sure. Sure. Um, so, in, you know, I mean, I think we would be a little remiss if we didn't mention tomorrow is the one-year um, anniversary of the death of your good friend David Berman. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think not, again, not as an excuse, but going into that last show, you had spent a good portion of your day prior talking to music journalists about that upcoming anniversary. And so, you know, I think I can understand why you may have felt the need to crack open a beer or two or a few before we, we got on air. So. Well, you know, they're, they're you know, generally they're very light beers, but um, they, they go down um, rather easily. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, I but understand. it's, you know, it's so, far for the course, you know. Yeah. Um, Far for the course. So I think a lot of us are also, you know, we're thinking about David. We're thinking about you too, Bob, because, um, you know, David is a big part of your life as well. And, you know, it's, it's hard to believe it's been a year. But, um, yeah, we're here to do a show. It's been a few weeks. Um, we, we, we had some craziness. You, you had a tree taken down, which took down your Internet for a while. We weren't able to do a show. It was amazing. You know, it was an 80-year-old uh, soft maple, massive, ha- massive tree. 
and um, I hired this wonderful um, this guy Ubaldo Zaragoza, and he came over with like four or five like what I would call uh, tree acrobats, and like with very limited equipment, these guys like, and believe me, it was very sad to lose this beautiful tree that provided so much for our household. One of the reasons why we bought the house about a decade ago. And, um, so we, but it was an, it was just like it, it come, it was a no choicer. I don't like mm-hmm. to use the no brainer right. comment. It was a no choicer because, you know, every time a storm brewed around here, which is fairly frequently, um, we had, I mean, like, it, it, just, it, it was nail biting time because you're worried yeah. about major boughs of the tree hitting the neighbor's house, our house, mm-hmm. their cars. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. So now when you go outside, it's sad because you it provided one thing you find out when you lose like a huge tree in front of your house is that it kind of provides a protective blanket. Yep. Um, yep. So now when I want to open the front door, it's just like there's this weird feeling of nakedness, like <laughs> even though, of course, I never leave the house anything but fully clothed. Um, it's, it's, it's like Mike, Mike's been known to waltz around <laughs> his neighborhood like fairly naked. Oh, of course, that. all the time. Um, yeah. It's no, like the, he's got a way better body. The, the equivalent um, of you walking out in your box of shorts to, to get the the paper. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I, I have been known to like walk out in my box of shorts, like you know, dump a dump trash in the in the major from the small can to the major can. But now I can't do that anymore. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. In this day the and tree age, protected me. There, there might be a drone flying overhead, taking getting footage of Bob Nastanovich in, in his box, or of a shorts. friendly neighbor walking a dog. <laughs> you know, the last thing you want to see is like. Someone like myself emerging from the front of my house at like 10 a.m. with a bag of trash and boxers and flip flops, you know. But like, <laughs> the tree gave me like privacy. Okay. And, um, so now we just hang out fully in the backyard, which is nice. The back garden. So, anyways, enough about my mundane Des Moines life. Yeah. But how, how are things in Portland? Th- um, things in Portland so- are okay. It actually rained today, which was weird. Hasn't done that in a while. Oh, we got rain. We got rain for the first time in two weeks here. An unexpected heavy shower, which yeah. was very nice because I've grown um, the tomatoes and cucumbers and peppers are popping. And um, here, so we have you know a backyard vegetable garden, and it was nice not to have to water today. Mm. But, but yeah, I can I can imagine. Well, let's let's play some music. That, that we... no, I'd rather talk about the, about the. <laughs> fruits of the garden but no no we'll um, talk about the fruits of your musical garden you're going to kick things off tonight i'm going to start i'm going to start I, I can't believe we've gone 125 episodes without playing any richard hell um well who, yeah you know we've we've reserved a few legends for our back pockets we, mike we have one you know we have and richard hell is somebody that i've been a huge fan of and of course obviously we're both huge fans of the minutemen and he was well, i didn't realize you were such a huge fan of kentucky punk rock i was yeah yeah, you're, uh-huh. if, like you're a Kentucky punk. This, you know, Richard Helley's born born and raised in Lexington. Is he really? I did not oh, realize yeah. that. I just think of him as a New York guy. He seems so New York to me. Yeah. Oh, well, that's a piece of info I did not know. Well, let's 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 play a song. I'm going to play something. You know, and I, I kind Dick of Hell. like Dick Hell. Yeah, exactly. Um, I feel like he's he's almost a little forgotten or overlooked. Like. When, when by he, whom he's like a, I, I don't know but like fashion star like i, I guess like but, he's like he's like 
he changed like he created punk rock he, fashion he, like the sex pistols would have never dressed the way they did without richard hill of course and but i i feel like he is not really mentioned in the same breath as a lot of the other legends and it's a shame and here like not again to use spotify not that spotify is the end all be all but like you can't even stream this record that i'm going to play a song from there's his set the second richard hell and the voidoids record destiny street it's not available on streaming i have a cd of it um so i have a digital version but um but yeah you can't like it's it's just hard to find which is so strange to me um but great stuff. And one of the things I love about his music is the guitar playing of Robert Quine, who's... Um, He's a voidoid. Yeah. Robert Quine played... In, well, let's, let's play it first, and then we'll talk. Yeah. Just the, okay. the guitar is beautiful. Um, this one's called Staring in Her Eyes. It's kind of a, a pretty song from Richard Hell. 1982. Here you go. Thank you. 
it's a Richard Hell love song. Fantastic, and I'll tell you, like obviously, like D Boone. Oh yeah, one of our biggest punk punk rock heroes. Absolutely, can't you hear where D Boone's playing came from, Roger? With the Robert Klein stuff, like yeah, guitar, gar- <laughs> yeah, and the vocals. I mean, like yeah. you know, obviously, like yeah, his biggest influence as a teen. You know, because remember, he's a generation before us, right. D Boone, the yep. Minutemen, mm-hmm. and um, he's like <laughs> like. You think about Jesus and Tequila. Oh yeah, you know, seriously, yeah, songs like that. You know, so many, I mean, so many songs of his. Like he wore his heart on the sleeve, and guys like you know Robert Quine and Richard Hell were his heroes. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, here, what year was that? That, that was, was 1982. That was from their second LP. Their first yeah. LP came out in, in 1977, of course, and. Um, was a huge influence on the punk rock scene. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah like Generation, you know. Yeah. Right, exactly. And, you know, Richard Hell. And I'm like, we're not talking about, like, punk rock at the time worldwide. And this is, like, just a just a New York punk rock band that, like, somehow, like, changed not only the world of, like, you know, how people make music, but also, like, fashion. Like, Richard Hell himself, like, you know, he would he the safety pin like, you know, safety pinning your clothes together and like hand painting your t-shirts and like so many weird contributions to like punk rock fashion that like still stick. Like, so if you go to a Halloween party and somebody's dressed up as a punk, essentially they look like Richard Hell in the late seventies. Right, right, and he was one. They of, don't even know who Richard Hell is. No, they don't. And and he was one of the He's original. He's still alive. He is seventy one or seventy two. I would think still putting out records. Um, one of the founding members. Of course, he left the band before they recorded anything, or at least before they released an album. But he was one of the founding members of Television. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's that line from that one. I think I can't remember which Television song, but. Um, you know, and hey, Rich, Richie said, "Hey, let's dress up like cops." You know, that's a reference to Richard Hell. Um, oh, yeah. But I feel like television even has been sort of rediscovered by a lot of the younger generation. But but uh, Richard, well, they need a, they need something. You know, finished with the '90s and they've gone to the '80s. And, uh, you know, yeah. but Richard hasn't. He's kind of been missed. I and mean, if he's known, he's known for um, Blank Generation and Love Comes in Spurts. But outside of those two songs that pop up on like punk compilations, I kind of feel like people don't know his stuff or they don't know it as much as they should so well they're getting around to it let me let me play one more it's short and then okay. and then and then we'll go so this is from blank generation same this, album no oh, okay, this yeah. we'll go back to blank generation this one's called new pleasure it's another one with some amazing guitar work uh so yeah here you from go mr Quine. right When a room the door closes automatic, 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 new pleasure, baby, new pleasure. Well, whisper in my ear, we go away. New pleasure, new pleasure. Too weak for life, you have become. You can't get dressed, you're too numb. Sublime poses deep in true to life and 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 new pleasure, baby, new pleasure. Well, whisper in my ear, we go away. New pleasure, new pleasure. Well, whisper in my ear, we go away. New 
some of it is that he's I mean it's punk in the sense of the word because punk back then meant television and talking heads and Blondie and Richard Hell and the Ramones punk now means something more I think uh, narrow in scope well you know keep in mind like when you think about like what we grew up with as teenagers which is called hardcore and so like that was essentially like in a lot of ways when you think of like like germs right or Minor Threat, Bad or many, many other bands. It was like, kind of just like, adding like speed and adrenaline to that. Just yeah. like pace of play. So it was right. just like, so if you played out of step at 33 RPM, <laughs> it would have that same sure. vibe. Sure, know? yeah, yeah. But it was For just sure. like, you know, the, you know the, the tension of the Reagan era. It's just, but like, take that punk and like, give it a spin. It's like, hardcore is like, Remember, like, the whole thing was um, playing super fast, which actually was incredibly intense at the time as a teenager in Richmond, Virginia. Um, And then, of course, now they kind of slid it back down. But, like, of course, like, even, like, our heroes, Minutemen, they did did both. They would play slow and fast. But, like, um, playing fast was just not part of the game. One thing I love about Richard Hell and the Boydoids specifically is that they obviously Richard was not a like a brilliant singer in in technical terms, right? Um, so they made sure that his <laughs> lyrics were this ghost, hey, ghost. Um, easily heard by lowering the music for his vocal bits, right? Which is in, which is is brilliant because like. So many great artists right. have, until they have confidence in their words, um, or until they don't want to present their words, will just put in the cloud of music, will cover it up. Right. So that it's like drowned out. And I think one of the brilliant things about, specifically Richard Hell and the Voidoids, and why they were so influential, is that you can, you can hear all the lyrics. I mean... You can hear every, mm-hmm. you know. Well, he was a poet. So. He was a poet first. Exactly. So when you're working with a poet, um, like fortunately, like I, I've, I've been able to um, keep in mind um, playing drums for the two bands that, that I played in. Right. Um, both guys are great lyrics. He, ly- uh, lyricists, you don't want to drown out their lyrics with music um <laughs> right sure just want to kind of keep time and let the magic happen and i think that um you know quine who obviously was a very innovative guitar player and 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 wanted to really play like show off his skills um he it was a great presentation of of the uh vocals and lyrics yeah yeah absolutely and and that's the thing is like their music is in his lyrics are so much more complex than what you think of when you think of the term punk these days. Um, there's so much more going on. And, and I want to, I want to talk about Robert Klein for just a minute. I mean, his story is so sad. Um, Akron, Ohio. He, so he passed away um, 
in May of 2004, less than a year after his w longtime wife died, um, I think she died of cancer, and he was so distraught afterwards that he basically, I think friends were saying like they would see him, and he was just like a ghost of a man. And he ended up dying by suicide of a heroin o overdose um, for like seven or eight months after she passed away. Um, but it's, you know, he was just such an amazing guitarist, and from everything I've heard, he was also a, like just an amazing man. Um, and I love all of, he's played with Scritti Politti and Lou Reed and, you know, obviously his own solo stuff and um, just every Matthew Sweet's girlfriend record, you know, he's playing guitar on that. Every album that I've ever heard him play on, he improves. And anytime I see Robert Quine's name, like just sight unseen, knowing nothing about the rest of the record, I buy it. Fine wine like Quine. <laughs> That's right. So, and I don't drink wine. Do you? Um, a little bit, not not regularly, but I I do enjoy it when I when I get a chance. Well, on that note, have you ever taken Mesh Kalina? No. Me neither. <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna shift gears. I'm gonna take a I'm gonna predate Richard Hell and the Voidoids. Okay. I'm gonna play Traffic Sound. I'm gonna play some Peruvian psychedelic music. Cool. Uh, a band that started in my birth year of 1967. Um, they originally started out as, as a band called Los Hang Tens, a band from Lima, Peru. Mm. And um, they were a band that made most of their music. I guess they had a friend that ran a chemistry lab. and um, But I guess they made most of their music in the guitar player's house. And... Um, they called themselves Traffic Sound because they'd stolen a traffic light from somewhere in Lima and hung it in their recording space or their practice space. And and I guess it inspired their music, but also like some sort of weird chemical they were taking um, called Mescalina. And this is like a, a tribute to their madness, um, their lunacy. And it's um, 1968, a song called Meshkalina by Traffic Sound.
traffic sound. I'd never heard them before. That was cool. Wild and wacky Peru. It does. Lima, Peru. That's crazy. So, like, let me let me um, give some insight into lyrics. Yeah, please do. Um, flying is, a, is what they give credit for their... <laughs> whoever created this stuff. <laughs> flying stayed for 15 days in his lab once. He said, man, it's here. Let's try my new substance. Give me some mescalina. Give me some mescalina. We went driving hard and wild across the country. We were having fun even though we were dying. Let me die, mescalina. Let me die, mescalina. Now now I know it's time for you to start learning about the games we play every day, every morning. So, like, these guys were had, had befriended some guy, and they were taking some crazy substance, and they were right out, out of their minds. <laughs> and they were going into, like, their... Like somebody's like the guitar player's space, and they're making some crazy stuff, which is now like probably the greatest, the greatest piece of Peruvian psychedelic psychedelic music that's ever been made in 1968 when I was one. Yeah, uh, you were minus three. Yeah, I was not around yet. <coughs> um. Yeah. Pretty crazy. I, I don't know them. I'll have to check them out. That was that was a true. Well, there's more stuff there. Yeah. But like they were only around for like sixty seven to seventy two, and um, they reprised themselves at some point a little bit later on for some sort of sort of reunion thing. But they would tour. Like they played Chile and and Brazil, and I think they made it to Argentina. And um, I mean, like I just think it's always like down under is of course known as Australia, but I always think it's interesting to go, to go down under to south america yeah. and realize that you know the the punk and psychedelic roots of countries down there are pretty intense mm-hmm. and um for sure um so yeah like when when we think of like south of the equator um and the the madness of music in the 60s and 70s like there's a certain level of craziness there, and like, um, I just want to tip my cap to my Peruvian friend, um, one of my one of my, my dear friends, Javi, who's lives 200 yards away from me, and he and his wife Cass are about 10 days removed from having their first child. And uh, Javi, of course, is in Crooked Taurus, mm. who we played in the show, Burger Ship Records sure. band, sure. Um, and. Uh, so yeah, shout out. We to love Bob. Peru. And congrats, congrats on the baby. No, you mean ten days away from having, or ten days after having? Oh no, yeah, no, I'm sorry. Um, the due date is ten days away. Okay, my fault. I uh, that's, a, that's okay. That's okay. Best best wishes to a happy and safe birth, Mister Javi. Yeah, Mister <laughs> Javi. Yeah. Well, very cool. Um, I don't know how I can follow that up, but I will try. Best sound man. Best sound man. Best sound man. In, the, in, in Des Moines? In the Midwest. Yeah. Okay, well, cool. I mean, easy, to, easy Des Moines. Cool. I've mentioned it before. Yeah. When yeah. I played, I'd, I'd hire Javi in a heartbeat to do, to do just about anything. He's helped me out so many times. Like, uh, whenever you have a problem with, like, any kind of, like, equipment involving music, um, Javi's always there, like, fixing it. He's a fixer. He's cool. a, a solutions guy. That's awesome. Um, Why? Well, we need more of those. We do. We do. God knows we do. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to play something kind of different. 
Um, cause I don't know how to follow that. So I'm going to follow it with kind of a legend, sort of, no, a, I mean, like think about me, like following Richard Hell. That's true. You know, Doug, that's true. Yeah. That's true. But you, you did, you did well. <laughs> that was, that was some, that was some hot shit. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to play a guy who's still making music today, made his first record 50 years ago. Um, this is Mr. Swamp Dog. Oh, come on now. Yeah, yeah. he's from uh, he's from Virginia. He was born in Virginia. Portsmouth, baby, Portsmouth. <laughs> you said that like it was it was like Boston with a, like a Boston tough accent. <laughs> Portsmouth. Um, Portsmouth, tough town. So, so he wrote, Tidewater area, the Tidewater. Area. Oh, okay, the Tidewater. Virginia tides. Beach, Norfolk. Yeah. All right. Um, he he put out his first album in 1970 called Total Destruction to Your Mind, which is it's just a fantastic record, and. What I love about his stuff is he's fun and funny and serious and completely different genres from song to song, from album to album. You have no idea whether you're going to get funk, soul, folk, country. Oh, he's blues. covered it all. Yeah, I mean. Now, do you think that, like, you know, of course, Swamp Dog has two, uh, the dog has two Gs. Has two Ds. He was the first D-O-double-G. So do you think that, like, Snoop Dogg. This guy, he had to, he, like, like almost his entire presence as an artist has to be the tip of the cap to, to Swamp Dogg. Uh, you, you would think. I mean, I would hope he would recognize the original D-O-double-G. Well, anyways, I've, I'm going to invite a friend. I've got Snoop Dogg right now. Yeah? yeah I'm, just, I'm just kidding. No, of course okay. I don't. Okay. Well, yeah. you know, I'm, a, I'm, I'm open if you do. Um, so I'm going to play. It's hard to pick one song from his... 50 year career it would have been weird if like if like i had like had called like knowing you're gonna play swamp dog and like could like like snoop dog be like yeah i know swamp dog you i got put the extra g on my man. name because of swamp dog you got some connections i wouldn't be shocked um but you know he, he swamp dog <laughs> i have some connections you do he put out an album just this one thing year. i wouldn't be shocked by would be snoop dog putting the extra g on the dog because of swamp dog yeah, so anyway i'm sure I'm sure. He put out an album just this year called Sorry You Couldn't Make It. He did a, 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 an album a few years ago that got a lot of attention called Love, Loss, and Auto-Tune. Um, check out those records. I'm going to go way back to 1974. I believe this is his sixth LP. We're from, going back in time. From Island Records. Every step we're going I'm gonna, I'm gonna, We're going back in time. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Have You Heard This Story is the name of the album. And this is the last song on the record. It's called God Ain't Blessin' America. Um, it's kind of, it's it's Snoop Dogg get or Snoop Dogg, uh, you got me doing it. Sorry now. about that, my S- fault. Swamp Dogg getting serious, getting political, his version of a protest song. And listen to the lyrics. There's a lot of this that is, like, eerily relevant today. Um, and, you know. Of course even, it is. Maybe even more so than in 1974. So here you go. God Ain't Blessin' America the original D-O-double-G.
You know, and the other thing I love about that song is uh, it almost sounds like it's, it's being played on an AM radio. Oh, yeah, it does. It does. It's, it's like kind of compressed and uh, just feels like the 70s. Well, they, they couldn't use the uh, shit word on there. Yeah, I'm <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. I mean, how many press, but like how many major labels? Yeah, Jerry releases? Williams Jr. Right, right, and that was recorded. Oh, it's wrong at seventy-eight. Recorded in Alabama. What what he was doing down there? I don't know. He may have lived down there. You said that was made in seventy-four. Nineteen seventy-four. Yeah. And one of the beauties. So it's so sad that so much of our music these days is consumed digitally and you don't hold the physical product in your hands anymore because one of the best things about swamp dog in my opinion is his liner notes his yeah. his liner notes are amazing i mean like just hilarious i have two you own some product yes i do you know i first you know how i first discovered swamp dog i bought the album i'm not selling out i'm buying in um his oh, wow. His 19, How old were you? 1981 record. I don't know. I was probably in my 20s or 30s, probably late 20s. Yeah. I bought it. I bought it because... Fantastic day for you. I, you, know, I, you know why I bought it? I bought it because it was on Tacoma Records, the John oh, yeah. Fahey label. Um, and I was like, okay, anything that Fahey's label's releasing, I'm just going to buy. I mean, it was probably a buck or two, so it's not like it was a much... Faith in the label. Faith in the label. Um, but it has notably a song called "Friends and Low Friends in High Places," that is kind of a country flavored tune. Oh, it's a lot of country music. Sounds a little bit like the Garth Brook, Garth Brooks similarly named song. I, like, I prefer to call him Garth Brook. Garth Brook, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, yeah. Anyway, Swamp Dog. I, oh, that was fantastic. He, he is so... And his album covers, too. Like, the second album was called Rat On, and it's just a picture of him riding oh, when, yeah, a giant rat. When you post rat. the uh, podcast, put a picture of that. Put the cover up. Have you, the, you uh, see... Oh, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, it's definitely amazing. I will, I, will, I, will, I will send out some, some Swamp Dog visual love. Because <laughs> you miss all that when you're just listening to it on Spotify or whatever streaming. Oh, format. yeah, yeah. Holding it in your hands is amazing. That's what we're looking for. <laughs> Holding it in your hands and staring at a large swamp dog riding a large rat. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, I'm gonna, I'll pivot. I'll do a major pivot. Please do. Um, I mean, not really, because we could stick in this air until the cows come that's, home. But that's true. But it's hard to If you have cows, asleep. I don't have any cows. I, I just have a corgi, and you've got rags. I've got rags. She's, she's sleeping about five feet away from me on the floor. Yeah, it'll tell us quickly about. Give us an update on Ragsy. She's thirteen. She's now. thirteen. She's got. Um, you what, know, is she? what is she? She's a Pomeranian. She's about seven pounds. She's. Um, she's got uh, heart failure or not heart failure. She, she has been in active heart failure, so she's on heart medication to keep her from going into heart failure again. And she's generally well managed, but like many Pomeranians, um, she has a collapsing trachea. So. Now and then, she kind of does this hacking sound. You may hear it. Well, we've heard that on the show. Yeah. Um, Obviously, Mr. Ghost has been the more vocal of our podcast canine pair. But she's um, she's a she's a good sweet dog. She's um, she's pretty mellow. That's the rags. She's the rags. She's a legend. She's a legend. So uh, so yeah. So what are you uh, what are you gonna? gonna Play Jessica Pratt. Okay. 
Yeah, I take. I'm gonna play what they call like. Um, I guess it's like a genre. Um, one thing. I, one interesting thing about genres and music. Yeah. Or rock music, or all kinds of music. We talked about this throughout the course of the previous 124 episodes of the show. Is that um, I think in particular, like folk music, people like really want to defy. Like they hate being compared to. In this particular woman's case, Jessica Pratt, um, Joan Baez, mm. who's a brilliant artist in her own right, mm. voice. But like, I think that she'd like to consider her like, I guess what you call textbook folk. So I've heard like, I mean, I think that even Jeffrey Lewis, our, our friend Jeffrey Lewis, like, he's part of like something called anti-folk, and like now they call it freak folk. Like they they just don't want to be called folkies or like pigeonholed, right? Um, as folky. So anyway, Jessica Pratt is from San Francisco and as a teenager she learned to play a guitar, like listening to things like you know, bands we love like Gun Club and X and T Rex. And um she's made a career of it and she's a fantastic singer. She makes really pretty songs and this is off her two thousand fifteen album on Drag City, our dear friends at Drag City. Um and uh, tip of the cap to Dan Kretzky, Dan Osborne, Ryan Murphy, and all the fine uh, women and men that work at Drag City. And this is a back baby off of the 2015 album On Our Own Love Again by Jessica Pratt. Sometimes I pray for the rain. You know I try to see things from your side. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's a pretty song, isn't it? Yeah. So, what's her story? Where's she from? Love song. Where's she from? Well, she's born in San Fran, but she's, I think, mostly known as an LA artist. I was gonna say because her voice is very interesting. It almost sounds like she has an accent, but maybe that's just kind of the way she sings. Yeah, I mean, you know, you think of like artists that we've played in recent shows, like Sabeel Byer and Karen Dalton, sure, or Joni Mitchell. She, she, Joan Baez, but she, you know. But it is weird to be like, you know, I don't know her, but like, um, there's a certain amount of sensitivity in the movement, like of wanting to feel like you're a new artist and sure. maybe not being one, you sure. know, like, or just like, or, just like achieve greatness on your own terms. Like, just forget about it. Like, right. forget about like what rock journalists say about you. Sure. But also I mean, one of the latest things too. I've read... In a long time, um, was a review of one of her records, which which was actually kind words, um, where they where some rock critic says that she warps warps the typically typically direct observational role of a singer songwriter into something altogether more mystifying. That's just like I just like the way that she says time. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like time, time, like. Um, the problem with a lot of rock journalism is it sucks the There's, blood and you know excitement out of the form, right? Like the best the best kind of journalism makes you excited about what you're listening to. The kind that is tedious and drags you down is like it tries to pick it apart too much and it makes it almost like clinical. You know, and and just let the music speak for itself. Well, it's a, well, I'll go. I'll go back to my friend Gary Young from uh, Pavement. Sure. Who has had an amazing influence on on me as a young man? Like, and he said, like, bad reviews are as good as good reviews. Sure. And just ignore what they're saying. If they're writing about you, you must be doing something good. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and, and of course, Gary t- 
took that too far. Sure. <laughs> sure. As as I'm sure I have and many others, but like it, it doesn't matter what people say, just make your music. Sure. Like this is a, a formidable artist. Yeah. And um a, just a I just I think it's interesting music, and I think it's a beautiful song for sure. And she was on an album that came out last year of a collection of songs written by uh, covers of Joni Mitchell songs, essentially. Um, Joan Shelley was on there. We've played her on the show. Oh, she's fantastic! Yeah. I saw her live, and she's she's fan. Louisville artist, yeah. fantastic. Nadia Reed, who I've played yeah, on the plays show, with her, plays with her husband, fantastic. Um, so. You know, I mean, there's a lot of artists like that that are doing, I think, almost similarly inspired music. In fact, I'm, I'll play one next. Um, really? Going, yeah, halfway across the world to down under to New Zealand. Um, oh, come on. It's your favorite country. Uh, it's, how, like, how it's, come you're not there? It's my favorite country I've never been to because no one's allowed to travel there because they don't have any coronavirus and they want to keep it that way. Um, well, when they let you in, like, take, you know, take the whole family down. Yeah, maybe, maybe. So, um, I'm going to play something from Tiny Ruins. Oh, come on. Fantastic. Yeah. Tiny Ruins are uh, a group. They've been around for almost 10 years now, I would say about 10 years. Um, and their most recent LP was called Olympic girls that came out last year. And, um, they did a solo version of it or Holly Fulbrook, who is the main singer songwriter in the group did a version of the album, just her playing guitar and singing. I want to play something from that. It's a little different from the regular stuff. It's not like the regular stuff is high octane great. by any stretch of the imagination, but this is, this is kind of stripped down. It's just, it's just her. We've already brought the high octane. That's right. It's just her singing. It's, it kind of, this will follow Jessica Pratt nicely, I think. Um, Tiny Ruins, solo. Well, we're not, that's never been a thing on the show. Yeah, but like, no. I like the way you're trying to like rhythm, rhythmically match, it, it, match the vibes. It's more just like, I see the Joni, inf- Joni Mitchell influence in Jessica Pratt. I see it in, the Tiny Ruins work, particularly in this song, and she even mentions Chelsea Morning, which is a Joni song. Um, And, you know, current artists that are recognizing the influence of these legendary artists that came before them. Um, And and I think doing it in a completely different way. Like, I would say I can see the influence of both, but I don't think Jessica Pratt sounds like what Tiny Ruins is doing. So, here you go. Not at all. This one's called Corey Waits in the Underworld. Solo, Tiny Ruins. Cool. Don't you disappear in glorious summer Hold on Don't wanna bolt. I have trouble to see the trees from the wood, and the leaves sing to me. It's all your fault. She's gone. Heidi's writing in her hair. 
gone Chelsea dreaming in her bed She's gone Sadie plays in Arcadia Yeah, you know, and look, I know we're doing a podcast, and I know that people consume podcasts in different ways, and sometimes people are uh, listening while they're jogging or doing the dishes or commuting or whatever, and a song like that is hard to just have in the background. I mean, I think you're recording this, listening to it on headphones, I'm listening on headphones, 
And I think that's the way a song like that is best experienced because if it's background music, it kind of falls into the background. But if you're focused on it, it's just so beautiful. So if you're sitting on a bus or you're sitting at an office desk with headphones on, you listen to the words, but it does take you away. That's true. But, you know, I mean, this is a woman from Bristol uh, in the UK. Is she? Uh, I mean, that's where she's from originally, and she she moved to um, New Zealand. Cause Auckland, yeah, Auckland. Auckland. Interesting. She was a kid, a kiddo when okay. she was a kiddo. And um, have you ever heard her EP with um, uh, Hamish Kilgour? Ooh, uh, yes, through. yes, yes, that's, yes. That is, it's quite it's good. It's got to be a nugget in your glass. Oh I mean, yeah, that's, you know, yeah, quite good. Yeah. yeah, right up your alley. Any anything connected to the clean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's right up your alley. Sign me up. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, Especially with Holly, think about it. Holly Fulbrook and, and Hamish Kilgour. Like, if it was 2014, I said, "Hey, Mike, you two really cool artists are making a record together. So, like, you know, we'll play something off of uh, the Hurtling Through EP sometime soon. We should. We should definitely. Um, I just love you know they're they're a relatively current or they're definitely current but relatively new New Zealand band. And a lot of the times when we talk about New Zealand music, we're talking about stuff in the 80s and 90s. And so I just figured I'd... Yeah, they're, they're, what do you have in your background? Those cars driving by. Uh, is there? I thought it was on Why? yours. I don't know. I got, I got like fireworks or something going on here. Yeah. Or at least crazy. I hope it's fireworks. Yeah. Quiet um, here tonight. Even Mr. Ghost is quiet. Yeah. Yeah. So you got... Uh, we'll let you end this... Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. I'm gonna, I don't think we've ever been to Bolivia. Ooh, I don't know. No, we've never played Bolivian music. Okay, bring it. You know what the um, cana is? You know what the cana is? I don't. That's the traditional flute of Andean folk music. Interesting. I didn't yeah, know that. Beautiful sound. You'll recognize this song. Okay. Okay. This is um, a song called um, by a band called uh, Carcass, Los Carcass from Bolivia. Bade actually like in the I think of like around 1980 they're still going Los Carcas spelled L O S K J A R K S you'll recognize this song um, it's called Yorondo Safeway she left crying and it's a beautiful song and you'll recognize it and I'll, I'll ask you afterwards if you recognize the song <laughs> okay I like it okay. I put on the spot yeah here we go yeah. <laughs> Solo estará 
hiciste el rencor Llorando esta tarde, recordando el amor Que un día no supo cuidar I've heard that before. I can't. Yeah. Quite, I can't quite. Is, is, so that that's is that the original version? Well, yeah, that's the original version. Okay. And is yeah, that like by, by Los Carcas from Bolivia? Okay. Yeah, the the Cana traditional flute of Andean folk music. It, it was beautiful. Played Canerwood. It's fantastic. Have you ever played the flute? Um, You're a flautist. Are you a flautist? I am not. I uh, maybe when I was a kid, I had a flute. Um, and it was more to annoy people than to actually try and make music with. Does Teddy have a flute? <laughs> he does not. <laughs> yeah. So, so like, because of your experience with yourself, you've kept the flute away from I, him. <laughs> I, indeed, I have. Yeah, like he'll get a hold of a whistle, and it's like, yeah, we take the whistle. I've, I've unfortunately had to play the flute on the Fight Incineration many times live, and uh, it was a complete disaster. I bought a uh, some sort of, like, Four euro, like tin flute from an Irish gift shop, and had to play it on Fight the Generation many times. Complete failure. Yeah. And um, you didn't play but like anyways, that. Anyways, that's um, 
covered on one of my favorite albums of all time. Oh yeah, that that song's covered on, on one of my favorite albums of all time, "Torch of the Mystics." Oh, by right. Sunset Girls, "The Shining Path." Sure. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. That's it. So, yeah. Great and um, actually pretty directly covered, which I mm-hmm. never would have expected from Sun City mm-hmm. Girls, but it was a tremendous tip of the cap. Mm-hmm. One of the most uh, famous um, Bolivian folk songs of all time. It's beautiful. But yeah, yeah, now that you mention it, that's exactly 81, right. I think, 80, recorded in 81. Mm-hmm. And of course, like in less than a decade, Torch of the Mystics came out in like 90, 91. Mm-hmm. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Classic. So should we outro with their version? Uh boy, we can. Um, let me uh, let me pull it up real quick. You ever been to you been to La Paz? Uh, I have never been to South America. Well, I've only been to Buenos Aires and Sao Paulo. The Shining Path. Yeah, the Shining Path. You ready? Yeah. Okay, I got it. Let's out. Yeah, you're so quick. Look at it. What an engineer. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. 125th episode episode of Three Songs Pod. Ended. Ended. Ending right here, right. Torch of the Mystics, yeah. Sun Start City with Girls. Richard Hell and with Sun City Sun Girls. Girls covering Carcass from <laughs> Bolivia. <laughs> yeah, night. Bob. We try our best. We try our best here. Yeah. be refreshed.
I don't know if it was intentional, but you added a little extra percussion to that song. Yeah, I got a little fired up. <laughs> it sounded like you were um, squashing a bug with a shoe or something. Nice. Moving my tin around. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll leave that one in. Uh, Fantastic. That was, that was a fun one. Thank you, Bob. Thanks, everyone. Yeah, love you, mate. Yeah. Love you, too. Have a great night. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Yeah. Till next time.